Welcome to another edition of the Dementia Care Partner Talk Show. Now, here's dementia care expert Tifa Snow and your host, Greg Phelps. Nursing homes, care homes, long-term care, uh, lots of different names, but basically it's large groups of people gathered together receiving some form of assistance. Uh, Many countries, care facilities are amongst the hardest hit. So our topic today is are they still a good idea or is it time to think about reinventing the wheel? Joining me today is Tipa Snow and uh, Joanne Westbrook. Tipa, can we reinvent the wheel or are we too far into this? Oh. Um, it gets really challenging as soon as we add the, the question of insurance, medical coverage or money. Um, because these things are, all these systems are set up and funded by governmental or third-party payers. And to establish something different would really require a rethinking and repurposing. Um, Our system of care was basically designed to bring people together who had common sort of threads of need. And by combining them into one space, we would make it more convenient for the providers of care to deliver services by splitting their time among several people um, in isolated individual rooms, but then a common space where we could monitor and and provide the core services, sort of like a hotel. And I, I mean, it's built on that model of a hotel or a hospital. The challenge, I think, is looking outside that we we've done it but it's uncomfortable so that's where we came up with assisted living smaller groups group homes um so but, me- medical model was basically the, the the old ward system wasn't it i yes. i'm old enough that i actually spent time in a ward and it was so did I. <laughs> rows and rows of beds no walls no curtains no privacy and and we've sort of well, they had the little rolling stands with the with the uh, curtains on them yep, that yep, you put around curtains. when you were doing something real private like a bedpan. <laughs> you didn't yeah, have to I'm put sure on a show. You know what you're doing behind the curtain. <laughs> so we we've come a little ways from there. We have. But well, it, it, I mean, my days in the VA, there were four beds. Uh, in a in a space with the curtains around the beds, but with one shared restroom between the four, um, and then it came to where everybody had semi privates, which were two to a two to a, a an area and one shared bathroom, and then you know we came to the idea well everybody needed their own bathroom for a variety of reasons or maybe not, but that was sort of some of the thinking, and then in dementia we started going back to well maybe two to a sleeping space, um, but then come on out into the common space because we said at the time that being alone, being in a solo room wasn't necessarily the best for somebody as well as it was more costly to do it with one to a room. So, you know, it was, there was lots of thinking, um, some of it thoughtful and some of it just uh, cost, cost containment, to be honest. Convenience. Yeah, convenience. Mm-hmm. So if, if Tipa was to hit the pause button and, and say, <laughs> going forward, this is what I would really like to see. How can we address some of the concerns that have been exposed? I mean, the the four bed unit gives people some socialization, but one bathroom presents a risk for uh, passing on uh, viruses or or other illnesses. So what what would TIPA's ideal building or facility look like? I think it would look like uh, the human beings that we're serving. 
So for some people, being in community is very important. And so maybe we have to create some private going to the bathroom spaces. But being together in a dorm room, if you would, is something they actually benefit from and enjoy. And it's part of what gives them pleasure. Whereas others want some more private space. I mean, they really want a, a place to sleep, a space to sit. Um, they want their own privacy. And that's pretty much what you look around. You see human beings being human beings. And by trying to gather everybody together in uniform people, I think what ends up happening is nobody's satisfied with anything um, because you try to do too many different, you know, put everybody in a round hole so that you can get them all in there. And it's like, all they want to do is get back out. Um, so I think, you know, what we're going to need is multiple models for multiple lives because some people have chosen different lifestyles their whole life and it's probably not going to stop just because they're a certain age or a certain health condition. Joanne, what's your experience been like with different facilities? Um, well, <clears throat> a lot of it for me has been the level of care that's needed. I mean, there are certain people that are really basically like hospital level that you know, can't get up to go to the bathroom, those kind of things. But when you're adding the dementia piece in there, I agree with Tip. I think that that socialization is key. Um, and this is why it's so hard right now with keeping them isolated because they're going down so fast. But I love the idea of those small little assisted living. Um, I've run a few of them myself that had memory care only because you, you, know, you were able to do all of those activities, keep them happy, uh, provide the care you needed because it wasn't overwhelming for the staff. But then again, if the level is very high, um, you're gonna need more staff to care for that. So it's, it's complicated. Yeah, it's it is complicated. complicated. I think uh, one of the things we've done historically, which I, I view as not very helpful is separating out family as though they aren't part of life and right. seeing them as a sidebar or seeing them as separate instead of, okay, so now we're forming a bigger team. Um, so this was my original team. I was an independent human being. Uh, I saw my family occasionally. Then my family and I came to an agreement. They were going to support me more and I was going to be part of their daily routine. And then we got to a place where it needs to be a bigger team. Um, but to start discarding people along the way seems like a mistake. And I think that's what we've done historically is it's a takeover. Yeah. So I give up and I pass you on rather than let's work on this together. Let's figure out what's a good option for me. How about if I try this? What if we try that? You know, could we still have relationships or is it an all or none? And I think that's where that medical model, I think, really gets in our way. Yeah. Um, because it's sort of this or that. And I think, well, I think it's a combo. I mean, <laughs> yes, sometimes I might need some medical guidance or I might, my care needs might be high, but it doesn't mean that I, I can't have those care needs met by people who are, are smart people. They're just not medical people. Right. In, right. in our country, uh, Canada, uh, mm -hmm. there seems to be more uh, calls now for some government oversight, perhaps federal government oversight, to sort of set some standards for each province. It would be the same for you, I guess, each state, so that at least people knew that there was a bar, a bar had been set. And you hear me sigh. I heard your sigh. <laughs> it's sort of like limbo. I mean, and so it's like, no matter where we put the bar, it feels like everybody's like trying to wiggle around the bar. And it's like, well, what's the minimum number of helpers you need? And it's like, well, it depends on who you're helping. 
um, how many minutes do they have to have of time? I mean, this whole thing of, you know, what's the minimum instead of what's good care look like? Um, does, do people want good care? Well, then what's it look like? And it, you know, in backing away and sort of saying, you know, how, I mean, what's your plan? Would you like to go to the hospital at some place? Nope, not on my schedule. Well, then let's reallocate my funds because, you know, here's, normally you guys would spend X amount on a, somebody like me going to the hospital, but I've all told you I'm not doing that. Um, so, you know, it's an advanced directive. It's a choice I'm making and I, I don't want to change my mind. I mean, I, that's just a belief I have about going to the hospital in a certain place in my life. So it's like, okay, well, that one's off the table. So that's saving somebody a lot of money. Um, so let's, what if we reinvested that money somewhere else? But it's sort of like, well, no, we'll just keep it for the hospital. And it's like, but I'm not going there. We, we don't seem to have the money to, to uh, address the problem, but we seem to have money to try and fix the problem after it's already no. happened. So, no. uh, but it, it's like that with so many things in life. You look and you wish that you could spend money on prevention and everything else. So yeah. Yeah. I guess we're not going to solve all of the problems of the world on today's program, Tifa. That probably means we have to come oh, yeah. back at least I mean, once more. Son of a gun. But I would say, uh, Greg, I think the real answer is... Um, it's not all of one thing or the other. And I, one of my greatest concerns is after all this is over, all we're going to have is a bunch of new regulations don't change care in a good way at all. I mean, because that's certainly what, in my estimation, has happened during this crisis. Um, it hasn't been a good quality care. It's just let's stuck a, stick a sock in it and see what we can do. And it's like, so, I mean, in many places, there's not any reporting being going on right now. So we don't exactly. actually know. Yeah. And then all of a sudden now we need reporting because we need to know how many of these cases and da 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 da. So it's like get the whip out or ignore the problem. Yeah, get you get the, the government involved, they want reports. Yeah. And it's like so now I'm spending my time doing reports versus doing care. Oh. So Chief, it's like the surveyors when they come in and they say, Well, you have to get them out of bed at six AM, it's time for breakfast. And that person doesn't want to get up at six o'clock in the morning and then they wait three hours before they have breakfast surveyors oh no and yeah so people who make rules and follow rules without understanding the purpose of some of the the rules you follow which is you know why would i get up at six well if i had my last meal at 4 30 in the afternoon and it yeah. wasn't much well then probably i should get some nourishment between 4 30 p.m and and 9 a.m but does that mean i have to get up out of bed get dressed and go down the hall or could somebody bring me a little something so i can have a snack and then go eat later i mean yeah. Well, Tifa and Joanne, we haven't solved the problems of the world, but hopefully we've given people something to think about. Tifa, if people want more information on any of the programs that you're offering, I, I know that Positive Approach to Care is reinventing itself constantly. That's the reality of the world right now. Uh, what new things do you have and where can people find more information? Yeah, we actually have a, a couple of... Um... DVD content areas on where should I get my care? What kind of support should I get? What makes sense for me? Um, and that's available if you get up with our folks on the website at info at um, or come on and chat and we can actually direct you if you have some specifics. So, you know, it's a big topic and it's a big arena. So we sort of always want to ask first, well, tell me more about your situation before we just point you somewhere and then head you down a highway that isn't the one you were looking for. So it typically takes a little conversation on this one. And you have a website full of information. We do. We do at tipasnow.com. Just check us out. And if you have questions, one of the very first things it'll say, do you want to talk to somebody and say yes? A real <laughs> human <great>. being? <laughs> 
a real human being, 30 minutes for free. Not a computer. (laughs) No computer involved. Well, you might want one if you want to do a Zoom. But other than that, it's a real human on the other side. Joanne and Tipa, thank you very much. My pleasure. Thanks, Greg.